All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WNR Body Transformation Podcast. And first of all, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I really, really appreciate it. Um, something really unusual and something really funny about today's podcast is I am recording it from my personal studio, aka my car, because I have been out for the full day. I have been putting in the work. I have been making programs for clients. And unfortunately, I have forgotten my podcast mic. So I just want to get it done and I'm not really about perfectionism. I simply want to get started and I want to refine the process as and when we move along. Taking action is all of, all what I'm about. That's what I preach with all my clients and that's what you should do in my opinion as well. But yes, anyways, let's crack on. Today in this podcast, I'm going to be discussing about the topic of digestion. Now, this is not really a sexy topic to discuss about. A lot of people might get disgusted with it, but it's such an important topic to, it's such an important thing to consider, especially when you're transforming your body. Why? Because, first of all, you need to know what is digestion. Digestion is basically the process of absorbing substances from food, which can be used for energy, tissue growth, and repair. So, like, let's say you go and train hard inside the gym, okay? You are hitting your muscles harder. And then you're creating micro tears within the muscle cells. And then when you go back home, when you have like the right amount of protein intake, you pretty much fill in those gaps in the muscle cells. And that pretty much comes down to how well your digestion is functioning. So like, let's say if you have a protein shake, but if your digestion is not functioning properly, you got a dodgy gut, you are just going to pretty much flush out the protein intake which you've consumed. So you're not going to recover properly. And that's going to ensure like you don't really drop fat in the long run because if you're not going to recover properly there's going to be systemic stress if there's systemic stress you're not going to sleep properly you don't sleep properly you're going to get stressed further and who knows you might probably binge you know in case of your stress this is me just giving you an example an example as to how improper digestion might affect you in one of the many ways basically but digestion is huge it is one of the cornerstones in a body transformation product in a body transformation process a lot of people say like oh it's all about the diet which is absolute rubbish yeah you want to look your best even as a general population this is not me not speaking from the perspective of somebody who's competing but even as a soccer mom who takes her kids for football practice on a wednesday if you want to look toned yeah which is drop body fat and build muscle you want to be training properly you want to be eating well you want to be sleeping well you want to ensure that your digestion is on point and that you manage your stress properly. Is it always going to be perfect? The answer is no. But these are the cornerstones of a successful body transformation process, basically. Yeah. So this that was the definition of digestion. Now, the first thing is where... No, the first topic... The second topic that I'm going to be moving on to is... Where does digestion begin? A lot of people say that, oh, it's the large intestine. Ooh, it begins in your gut. Ooh, like it begins in your small intestine. It begins in your chest. I've heard that weird response as well. The answer is it begins in your mouth. And a lot of people fail to do this. They fail to simply chew their food well. Chew your damn food. Yeah. Why is this so important? Because like when you chew your food well, you are going to break down your food into like, let's say, small particles which makes it way more easier for the enzymes in your gut and your intestines to blend along with the food making it easier for you to absorb what's needed and easier for you to flush out the toxins which is isn't needed in your body basically but a lot of people 
they do something extremely silly while they're eating their food. First of all, they gulp down their food with for like within like two chews. And the second thing that they do is they watch no, they eat their meals with distractions around the corner. By Netflixing, by doing something extremely silly, which is checking their cell phone, or by arguing with their significant other. When you're eating your meal, it's just going to be you and the damn meal out there. That basically is it. Try to keep it simple. And as a generic rule of thumb, chew your chew your the bites that you take during your meal at least 20 times. Minimum 20 chews per bite. That's just going to simply ensure that the saliva blends along well with the food, making it easier for you to for it to float, like for making it easier for you to swallow your meals. And the saliva and the enzymes in the stomach, when they blend along with the food, the process of absorbing the nutrients from your meals, it's going to be so much more better, you know? And then if you chew your meals well, you simply pace your meals well. If you pace your meals well, you secrete the hunger hormone, which stops you from eating 20 minutes later. So a lot of people, they simply gulp their food down and then they finish their meal in like two minutes, but 20 minutes later, the hunger hormones are secreted in the bloodstream. And that pretty much tells your body like, hey, you have secreted a hunger hormone, but then you, there's no food to compensate for that. So now you need more food to compensate for that, you know? And that's how most of the people unintentionally go inside a caloric surplus and that's how they put on weight. So this is obviously me going off topic around digestion. Simply chew your food well, eat without distractions, eat with a view, eat in a relaxed state. Don't really eat in a stressed state because you, if you eat in a stressed state, you're not going to chew your meals well, hands down. You're just going to go like, oh, let me just get done with the meal. So your mouth is where your digestion begins. Yeah. Minimum 20 chews per bite. Simple as that. Yeah. And you want your meals. Think about this from a primitive perspective. You're not meant to have oatmeal. You're not meant to have mashed rice. You're not meant to have mashed potatoes. During the caveman days, we, we used to eat raw meat and raw vegetables. And we would chew for hours, basically. We would pay some meals for hours because when we we get food, that's how we how we eat. I'm not saying you're going to be eating like that, like the like the idiotic Lebo King. But all I'm saying is simply chew your meals well because that's where the digestion begins. You know. Now, the second thing is, this is the basics: chew your food well, and then consider the next topic, which I'm going to be covering, is fiber. Now, where do you get fiber from? You get fiber from food. Yeah. What are the main sources of fiber? Fruits, vegetables, carbohydrates, whole grains, etc. Now, fiber is not digestible. Fiber pretty much serves as a vehicle which takes out all the toxins in your body and combines, like, and binds itself with the, with water, and that's what gives you the stool volume, basically. So, fiber is basically the vehicle which takes out the toxins from point A, which is from your body, to point B, which is in the commode, basically. So, that's in oversimplistic terms. What's the use of fiber? Now, a lot of people have silly digestive issues. They don't really take a crap properly. They don't, their digestion doesn't really function properly simply because they don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. It's as simple as that. So, this, this is so important because if you're not really taking a crap, if you're not producing enough stool volume, or if you're producing way too little stool volume, you know, then you need to play around with your fruits and vegetables. So as a generic rule of thumb, if your stools are extremely liquidy, you know, if things are really loose, if your if your motions, if your bowel movements are really loose, 
then you're better off simply increasing the quantity of vegetables and fruits that you eat in your diet. And if your stools are extremely hard, if you just like poop out droplets literally, and it's just really hard for you to poop out, then chances are you're consuming way too much fiber and you're better off reducing the amounts of fruits and vegetables that you actually have. Now, this is not really going to be the case for most of the people out there because most of the people are lazy fruits and vegetables eaters. Consider this. Get your fiber in from fruits and vegetables. Then you talk about taking supplements like external fiber supplements like psyllium husk and all of that. I'm not even going to be covering this in this podcast because most of the people don't even need that. Most of the people are lazy fruits and vegetable eaters. They just don't consider it. Now, you can eat your fruits and vegetables in a variety of ways. You can either eat it in the form of a raw salad or you can cook it along in different styles. So like, let's say if you're having like a Chinese fried rice, you can add in some peppers, you can add in some onions, you can add in some mushrooms and boom, there you go. You can cook your fruits and vegetables, basically. That's another way to do it, you know? So don't neglect your fruits and vegetables. That's all I would tell you. The second thing is hydration. Why am I saying hydration? Because digestion is not really the process of just pooping out stools, but then it's also urinating the toxins from your body, urinating a little bit of fat from your body. So most of the people, they don't really drink enough water because of which then they find it hard to distinguish between hunger and thirst because of which they might slip off their diet thinking that they are hungry, whereas in reality they might be thirsty. Again, this is me going off topic from a fat loss perspective but simply have three to five liters of water per day. Now, five liters would be for those people in a very hot country. Example, I'm speaking from Dubai. Let's say if you're in a country like Russia where it snows a lot, you know, you're better off having something like three liters of water in a day or 2.5 liters of water. Well, while I was in Russia, I was pretty much doing well on, really well on two liters of water a day. Now, this has two benefits. First of all, it ensures that your urinary cycle is on point. Then the second thing is, like, let's say if you have enough fruits and vegetables in your diet. Now, the fiber takes the toxins from your body and it binds itself to the toxins. And then it also binds itself itself to a degree with the water. And that's how you're able to smoothly pass your stools. So this ensures that your digestion is on point. The fifth thing is sleep. So... When you go into like extreme states of relaxation, like let's say when you're getting a massage or when you are meditating or when you're sleeping, when you're just simply reading a book or when you're having a great time with your friends, where you're just chatting, relaxing, you're going in a state which is known as a parasympathetic state. Now, sympathetic state is when you're stressed, when a line is running behind you. Now, for most of the most of my clients, a line doesn't really run behind them. But this is, this is just me speaking from a primitive perspective. Or, like, let's say your girlfriend breaks up with you. That's for one of my clients out there. You know who you are. Or, like, let's say when you get business stress. I can speak from my perspective. You go in a sympathetic state. Now, this in metaphoric terms during the caveman days would be like a lion is chasing you. When a lion is chasing you, you're not really going to think about, oh, I actually have to go to the washroom and poop. You're stressed, you want to address the problem at hand, that basically is it, is it. But then when you go in a parasympathetic state, when you're resting and digesting, when you're sleeping, when you're meditating, when you're just doing something which helps you unwind, you go in a resting and digestion state basically. When your body shuts down, it's just a 
compiling all the nutrients and it's absorbing it and, and it's helping you recover basically. So don't neglect your sleep because if you don't sleep, you're not going to digest your meals properly. It's as simple as that. Now, a lot of people, they sleep for six hours and then they wonder why can't they really use the washroom? Because you haven't really slept for long enough, you know? Most of the people out there, you need to sleep for seven to nine hours and it needs to be good quality sleep. It should not be sleep which is half-assed. That's all I tell you. So that basically is it. Now, have to know if your digestion is optimal. Well, first of all, you want to keep a track. I'm not saying keep a spreadsheet and all of that, but I'm just saying you want to keep a track on, um, let's say, how many times a day do you use, use the restroom? Yeah. Ideally, something like one to three times per day is like a generic good rule of thumb. And you want to ensure that the quality of your stools are like normal, not too loose, not too hard. Probably somewhere between the two. And in the fiber section, I've already covered like on how to ensure that your stool quality is optimal. If your stools are too loose, then you're better off increasing the quality of quantity of your fiber from fruits and vegetables. If it's too hard, then you're better off reducing it. So just keep a track, like just look at your poop, look at it, look at how it looks. That basically is it. Simple as that, you know. And with regards to urination, you're probably going to be peeing something like five to six times a day. Probably more, depending on how much water you drink. But then, ideally, your your like your urine color should be light yellow to white color basically simple as that if it's way too yellow then chances are you're drinking way too little water and you're flushing out a lot of nutrients basically so that's a generic rule of thumb now here's some q a like a few clients have actually sent me a couple of questions i am just going to go through them one of the clients have, has asked me what about allergens now, there's this fashion lately on people being gluten-free, dairy-free, this, that, you know. Most of the people out there are not allergic to gluten. Like, you are not allergic to gluten, so shut up, okay? Uh, I'm not disrespectful or dismissive towards people, but this really, really ticks me off. People who have celiac disease, they're allergic to gluten. Yeah, most of the people get bloating issues because they're overweight and they don't really sleep well. And that's when your gut flares up. The solution to that is just simply lose the damn weight. Yeah, that's pretty much going to take care of all your gut issues. Not like popping a sexy pill out there. No, reduce some weight, fix your sleep and go and do some training. That's pretty much going to take care of most of your digestive issues. But then, uh, is it fair for me to say that allergic, like people are not allergic to certain substances no some people are genuinely allergic to certain substances and a few common common allergens would be eggs peanuts like eggs nuts dairy a little bit of uh, vegetables like broccoli some people are allergic to broccoli or tomatoes or onions some people might be allergic to peanuts or some people might be allergic to shellfish like shrimps oysters crabs so that would be like another way to do it. Is there any particular way to figure out what you're allergic to? The answer is no. Those those tests where they poke a needle in your hand, the those are highly unreliable. But a, but a really good way to figure out what you're allergic to, what you're not really allergic to, like let's say if you eat something, you chew your meals well, you are having the right amount of fruits and vegetables, but then when you eat that particular thing, you get breakouts you start getting brain foggish, you know, 
you don't have the mental clarity. You get extremely bloated. This is keeping in mind that you've lost your weight. And you just get really gassy. So yeah, the second thing to add with, to the allergens list would be chickpeas or lentils. Like, I'm extremely allergic to chickpeas. If I eat chickpeas, like, I just start farting for the rest of the day, basically. So, just to summarize, certain types of fish, which usually comes under the category of shellfishes, which could be like crabs, shrimps, oysters, etc. One of them would be like shellfish. The second thing would be eggs. Third thing would be nuts, legumes, certain types of green vegetables. So see, listen, listen to your body, see what bloats you up, see what leaves you gassy, see what causes heartburn. L like you got to tune in with your body basically and you need to know what really causes allergic, like allergic reactions and all. See what gives you breakouts. And then cut it off from your diet. It's as simple as that, you know. Now, this, so these are the common, common allergens, basically, you want to be keeping in mind of. Now, the second thing, another client is, like, the same client has asked me, what about blood type diets? Mm, this is another flaw theory, which has come, it's, it's, it's another marketing scam, in my opinion, because the evidence behind this is absolutely rubbish. There, there's absolutely no evidence about this. But then... In practice, have I seen this happen where people with like with an O positive blood group, they can tolerate more meat, whereas people with an AB positive blood group, they can to to tolerate more dairy? The answer is yes, but then the evidence behind this is absolute rubbish. So I wouldn't have you believe even a single gram of any of these blood type diets. They s don't get me wrong, they sell really well because it's an excellent marketing gimmick, but it's as simple as tuning into your body and seeing what causes an allergic reaction basically so don't really fall for these blood type diets simple as that the last question is no this is not really a question but then this is from my end what to avoid and what not to well you shouldn't really avoid anything you need to listen to your body and see what bloats you up what causes an allergic reaction what causes skin issues what flares you got up what causes you to feel a heartache what causes gas anything that doesn't really make you feel great after you eat it just simply cut that out you know a uh, good place to start from would be look at the common allergens like eggs nuts shellfish dairy and things like that you know they don't they don't bloat you up please go and have it and what you shouldn't avoid well try to keep your meals as whole as possible and try to ensure that they are minimally processed. Chew your meals well. This is what you shouldn't avoid. It's as simple as that. Well, guys, I hope this podcast actually helped you. Digestion is an extremely complicated subject. It, if I really want to optimize your digestion, I need to work with you one-on-one -on -one for an extended period of time to see what you respond well to, what you don't really respond well to. But this is a very good place from where I usually have all my clients start off from. So I hope you guys got some value from this podcast. And as always, if you like this podcast, then you can feel free to check out my Instagram page where I post a lot of my results, where I post a lot of my work. And if you'd like to work with me, if you'd like me to help you transform your body, help you build muscle, drop fat, and improve your health, let's hop on a call. And the link is in the bio. So anyways, guys, thank you so much and have a nice day. Ciao.